Hello, hello, welcome, bienvenidos y bienvenidas to another episode of Quality Sense Podcast where we learn about software testing while having conversations with different thought leaders. I'm Federico Toledo and I will be your host. I have a question for you. Do you think software testing is important in the healthcare industry? I think it is. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation for so long. Today's guest is Alan Brande, also from Uruguay, as myself. Alan is the founder and CEO of Lighted, where they have experience in the healthcare industry. Combining two of Alan's passions, software and medicine, they help healthcare startups and organizations build successful software products and scale their development teams. In this episode, we'll discuss the challenges that working in the healthcare industry entails, the importance of software testing in this field, and much more. Get comfortable, relax, and let's get into this episode. I'd like to make a short pause to thank Abstracta for sponsoring this podcast. Abstracta is a company fully dedicated to software testing that can work with you to push the quality of your product and processes to the next level. Hello, Alan, how are you doing today? Hey, Federico, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm fine. I'm really glad to have the opportunity to talk with you today. And uh, having you here in the show, it's uh, a pleasure for me also to share this space with some uh, some other Uruguayan soul. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Alan. you for having me. Yeah, sure. Would you like to start telling us about yourself, uh, telling us your story and also Uh, maybe some idea of what you are doing today uh, in your company? Yeah, of course. Well, my name is Alan. I'm 27 years old. I'm the CEO of Lighted. I have uh, two main passions. One is software development and the other is medicine. So about 10 years ago, I had to make the hard decision, which was if I was going to study software engineering or if I was going to study medicine. I ended up studying software, but now I have the chance to combine both of my passions because at Lighted, we build software products for the healthcare industry. Oh, interesting. So there, there was that possibility in, in your options to study medicine as well. Yeah, yeah, that's something I, I was considering. Actually, when I was younger, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. But then uh, when I started to grow, I started to get interested in electronics at first, later in robotics and ultimately in software. And well, I, that's what I ended up studying. Yeah, that, that, that's, uh, today the technology is embedded in all the fields. So uh, particularly in the healthcare industry, there are a lot of um, technology embedded. For instance, a couple a couple of weeks ago, I had a chance to, to go to the office of one of our customers and they are working with a robotic arm to do some surgeries. And I got amazed by, by <laughs> how the technology can impact the life of so many people thanks to this type of inno innovations, right? Yeah, and it amazes me too how fast the innovation is growing on the healthcare field and how much they're leveraging technologies, uh, technology, which is kind of recent, I guess. So it's an exciting moment to be working and collaborating with this industry for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tell me 
what's the relationship, your relationship with software testing and software quality? Well, I studied software, so it's one of the areas that my degree covered. But to be honest, uh, my work experience is more as a developer, not as a tester. But when we first started the company, I have to confess that we didn't have any testers on the team. And our first projects were contacted with almost no testing processes. So the bad, and I guess also the good thing, is that we learned the hard way how important software testing is and the impact on, a pro on the project's outcomes and results. So we didn't take too long to hire a quality expert to help us build our quality department at Lighted. And I think it was one of the things that helped us take the company to the next level and start working in more exciting and more challenging projects. But ultimately, it made everyone on our team happier, I guess. Nowadays, I work very closely with the quality department. And we are now working on a playbook on how to approach quality activities in healthcare projects of different natures, which is quite a challenge. Huh. Interesting. I, I always complain how in the different universities all around the globe, right? Uh, we have like a, a subject or two, maybe, yeah. related to software testing. And it's at the end of the, of the degree. And also, it's optional in most of the cases. Yeah. So this is like uh, giving us professionals an idea of how testing is. It's at the end, an option, right? <laughs> But then yeah, that, we, we learn in the field that it's something that we should take into account since the beginning and different stages of our job, right? So, but, but yeah, I agree that in many cases, we have to learn that in the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. Nowadays, how do you consider the, the quality activities or the testing activities and related to medicine? Is that a pain relief or a vitamin? <laughs> I, I think it's a bit of both. Uh, it could be considered a vitamin because it can be used to prevent, so prevent software failure. You know that feeling when you say, we were lucky to catch this bug before deploying it to production. Mm -hmm. So, and when, also it helps boost the efficiency in the process of developing software and the happiness and morale of the team. Uh, but I also think it's a pain relief because it helps stabilize and rescue problematic projects. Many times we inherit projects from clients who switch dev agencies. There are many different reasons for this, but many times it's related to the poor quality. So the, th the first thing we do is an audit of the quality of the project, perform tests, see where it's failing. And after that, we can start with the development phase. So as I see, you also consider like uh, testing is a key activity, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think that if we want our clients to thrive, if we want them to provide the most value to their users, and we want them to work with us in the long term, we can't achieve any of this if we don't take quality very seriously. Yeah, right. So do, do you recognize an, an inflection point in the history of your company when you or your team started to put more focus on the, on the quality side of things? Um, yeah, I think it happened twice. Uh, I think I briefly shared the first one, which is when we started as a small software agency and we didn't focus too much on the quality in the beginning. And then we started working on more challenging projects. We hired this uh, testing expert uh, and started taking it more seriously. And this opened the door for even more challenging and exciting projects. So that was for sure an inflection point. The second time is when we started focusing in healthcare. 
which was about a year and a half ago. We knew that if we wanted to make it into this new industry, we needed to understand how to excel in this area because you know, we are dealing with people's lives now. So it's mm-hmm. super important. Is there anything that you started to do in a different way since you changed your mind or, and you incorporated this type of uh, skills or roles in the teams? I mean, I think we, we keep doing the same activities just on a more exhaustive manner. Uh, it's all right if you're working for an MVP of an early stage startup and they have a limited budget. So you many times you prioritize scope and features over quality of certain features which are not core, but you can't think like that on healthcare. Uh, it's much better to have a smaller scope, less features, but making sure it doesn't fail because you're dealing with people's lives here under health. So it, it was more uh, like a change on the approach and the mindset than in the activities. So I, I think software testing probably is seen like a very important activity because of that, because it, you are dealing with life. The, the thing that is at risk is related to the life and the health of someone and, and the experience of many people have when they are taking care of their, their health, right? Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. So, Alan, how, how is software testing uh, more important in the healthcare industry or how is that different? Um, I think testing is uh, crucial in every industry. The difference is that in healthcare, uh, a failure can put at risk the health or even the life of a person, but it goes way beyond those extreme cases. The healthcare industry, at least in the US, is highly regulated and PHI, which stands for private health information, needs to be private. So there are huge fines if a software failure for any reason allows someone who is not authorized to access that information. So the liabilities a health tech company is exposed to are huge. So our clients and us as their partners should take quality very, very seriously to ensure that doesn't happen. I guess if you work in that environment, you also have to be aware of this type of regulations, right? Yeah, of course. We deal a lot with uh, something that's called HIPAA compliance, which is uh, what you you should take into consideration if you're building software that has patient data in the US. Is, is that something uh, similar to the PCI that is very famous in the security area? Or? It's kind of. There's one key difference, which is you can be, you can be PCI compliant. Uh, there's an organization that can provide or audit you and give you that certification. You can't do that for HIPAA. They're not official organizations providing you uh, the badge of HIPAA compliant. So that makes things even more challenging because you know you don't know how much to do to be compliant. All you need to ensure is that you keep the information safe and that there's no breach. Is there any strategy for companies out there working in this field to take into consideration these sort of uh, guidelines, like the HIPAA, for example? So there are some published guidelines, which are official security guidelines, but they're very generic because they try to be uh, suitable for every different industry, not so sorry, for every different field, not just technology. But something many companies do is they hire somebody, an external partner to audit their technology or to build them an internal policy. That's something we have at Lighted. We have a, uh, an internal policy. We had to hire a consultant to build it, uh, which explains or at least has some rules about how we are going to manage that information, 
not only from a technical perspective, but also from an operations perspective. So if any of our employees is going to have access to PHI information, for example, their computers need to be encrypted, they need to have strong passwords. There's also, it also states the offboarding process of what happens after we finish working for a project, how we safely discard all the information we have. So, you know, there's a lot of different rules on how we behave internally as a company to diminish the risk of this very sensitive information to get out there. Yeah, it's not only about the, the software that you are building, but also how the, the the company operates in order to build that software. And I can think exactly. of I can think of many examples. For example, if you are working in, in testing and you have different environments and you want to have data similar to production, probably you need to prepare or to take into consideration a lot of uh, things in order to deal with that data, which is sensitive. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a huge challenge for testing. Uh, but yeah, that's true. Like it's not just from a technology perspective. You can have the more secure software in the world, but if one of your employees has access to that PHI information and somebody steals their computer and it's not encrypted and it doesn't have a password, then they will be able to access that information. So that's why it's so important to take HIPAA into consideration, not just from a technical perspective, but also from an operational perspective. Yeah, as we, as testers, we are always looking to uncover and show the risks that are uh, in the in the software that we are developing, we should also be paying attention to the risks related to the process, to how we are working, or that example that you just mentioned. Also, hmm. it's like uh, because we, as a company developing the software, or also uh, at the end, uh, the users will be also impacted by that type of issues, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, another question, maybe not exactly related with this. Um, what's your biggest challenge in testing and quality today? It's interesting, but many times clients are reluctant to invest in testing. So one of the biggest challenges is convincing them of the value that testing provides to their project. It's a kind of like a paradox because in our experience, test testing can actually save costs. Of course, now that we work for healthcare, clients are more concerned about quality, but still many times they have more limited budget to allocate to testing in comparison to other areas. Uh, and another challenge is that many times it's difficult to test healthcare products for different reasons. We are currently working on a project that integrates with an implantable medical device that transfers data to the cloud. So we have no way of testing that product on a lifelike scenario. So we have to get really creative and ideate workarounds to represent the real use case as close as possible. Uh, very, very interesting. I, I really like the, the idea of, and, and this is a conversation that I typically have with many people. It's not only about convincing, right? It's also about showing value and earn that trust that quality activities or testing activities can add value to the product, can reduce risks. And it's not an, a, a cost. It's mainly an investment or something that you pay today, maybe, in order to avoid to pay much more in the future. Right? <laughs> So I think yeah. our, our challenge as an industry, it's also related to how we better provide uh, visibility on the value that we provide, that we can provide, right? 
Yeah. And sometimes the challenge is that uh, showing the return on investment of testing activities is not so linear as with other uh, things like adding a new feature, which you can you know, measure how many people are using this feature. With testing, it's you know, avoiding problems. So it's hard to, to prove how smart or how valuable that investment was. Yeah, also another thing that I typically discuss with other founders or people with companies offering software development services is that you can showcase your work by showing like captures of screens, right? Screenshots, <laughs> or you can uh, show or tell about the different products that you have developed or the technology that you used or, or you have experienced. But with testing, it's like, okay, this software is working without issues or uh, how <laughs> right. can I show you how I prevented something to happen, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's hard to, to picture the lack of failure of a yeah. project. Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> software per se is very difficult. It's not tangible, right? And, and software testing is, is even uh, worse, a uh, worse case. <laughs> yeah, so, I agree. How do you see the, the, the future of quality practices in your team? We are working on improving the robustness of the products we built by introducing functional test automation, of course, in projects that are mature enough. So we are adding automation to our test strategy. And one of the goals we have is to create a quality mindset or a quality culture among the rest of the team. Because we want every team member to continue toward to contribute, sorry, towards increasing the quality of the products we build, not just the testers and the QA team. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent aligned with the idea that quality is a responsibility of the whole team, and the tester is there to help, to coach others, to to try to show where there are risks. Um, but if we don't have the the um, the engagement of everyone in the team is not something that is going to happen, right? Is there something else you would like to suggest uh, testers to do in order to learn more, uh, to take into account if they are getting into the healthcare industry? Yeah, maybe this is the same piece of advice I'll give to any other technical role who wants to get into healthcare, uh, but this is a very particular industry, so it's crucial to understand how it works. We, we have an internal playbook on how we build software for healthcare because there is a lot to cover, HIPAA compliance, privacy, security, etc. cetera. Uh, and this reflects on the architecture and several technical decisions. So I guess the first thing is make sure you understand the process of software development first for this particular industry. And secondly, as a tester, you need to understand the requirements. So understanding the context of the product you're building, who benefits from it, and how the industry works, it's very important. Very interesting piece of advice. <laughs> Thank you, Ella. And also, in order to wrap up this episode, if you had to recommend a book, it could be about software or anything you like, which one would that be? There's a book that, helped, that have helped us a lot. It's called uh, Measure What Matters by John Doerr which is a book about OKRs. This impacted tremendously in our management style and how the company organizes each quarter to set goals. So if you're unfamiliar with OKRs, it's basically a goal-setting tool in which every individual, every department, and even the company as a whole sets periodical objectives and results to, that should be accomplished to consider those objectives as completed. Uh, and all the OKRs are transparent, 
So all the objectives are transparent, sorry. Um, and everyone can see everybody's objectives and their progress. And for us, this helped us set ambitious objectives and be on the same page as a company and everyone's aligned. We started achieving more every quarter since we started using them. And we feel like everyone's pushing in the same direction. So this is a good starting point. If you want to implement OKRs on your organization, this book covers all the basics and teaches you on how to implement them. Cool. Uh, do you have any OKR uh, specifically addressing some quality aspect of, of the development? Uh, so our so for us, uh, QA is a department. So the department has, uh, I think this quarter, they have like three different objectives with at least 10 different key results they want to accomplish. And it's great because everyone works together and collaborates in the QA team to not only set these objectives, but working towards completing them. So it's very collaborative. And I guess they are also connected to the OKRs of different areas of the organization, right? So yeah, every quarter the company sets their OKRs and all the different departments can, if they want, uh, somehow align to those OKRs, but we also give them the independence to set their own OKRs if they think there's a good opportunity to pursue. Uh, even though if they don't align too closely to the company's whole OKRs. Interesting. Nice. Um, is there something else you would like to invite our listeners to do? Uh, I don't know, reach out you know, on social media, uh, wherever you like to invite? Yeah, of course. Uh, you, can, you can follow us on our social media. And also, if you like to learn more about building software for the healthcare industry, I think you should or you could check out our blog. It covers software product building for, for the industry from different perspectives. Um, the authors are our developers, testers, designers, product managers. So independently of your role, if you're into tech and healthcare, you'll find our, our blog valuable. At least I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I've read uh, many, many articles from there. I know many people that work in, in your team and <laughs> are always sharing very valuable information. I will share the link in the episode notes. So uh, if you want to check it out. And for, from my part, just to say thank you, Alan, for your time. It, it's been a, a pleasure to have you here in the show. Likewise. And thank you so much for inviting me. See you soon, man. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye. I hope your sense for quality got better after this conversation. Thank you so much for listening and please subscribe to Quality Sense Podcast. Tell your friends, your family, your colleagues or whoever you think can benefit from listening to it. I hope to see you soon. Adios, amigos.